Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jen Merlin? Hi, Monica. Were you practicing? <laughs> Did I startle you? Voice? Yes. And up next is... <laughs> I think I'm going to I'm gonna really work on that. And by the end of our time, our 5,000th episode, yes. I think I'll probably sound like a big ringmaster in Vegas. Do it. Are you going to, I don't really see, I see you more doing it for like a circus, not really a fight. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. Well, do you want to watch a fight? Do you like? No, but I sort of always want to be like a badass though. Huh? I want to be a badass. I'm just (laughs) always a badass. I feel like you should be authentic to you, Monica. (laughs) Okay. Circus it is. You're more of a lover, less of a fighter. That's true. Although when we were in Thailand, we did some Thai boxing. Super yeah. fun. Was it? Mm-hmm. You might like Very that. Cool. That's not as, um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as violent. No. You know, I don't like the violent. I don't like the hitting, but I do like, I I'm very competitive. Like when I did the um, NASCAR race, like 12 lap shootout, I was freaking passing people. How fast right. did you go? Oh, uh, we were going about 135 miles an hour. I was driving. No one was in the car. Thank God. It was fun. And I like that kind of thing. I do. I am a little bit of a badass. That sounds fun, but you're not hurting anyone. No, wouldn't hurt anybody. Nope. Nope. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. We love having you here. We love you listening and subscribing and sharing, and we appreciate everything you do. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. What should you charge? If you are only doing paperwork, what should you charge for a client that asks, hey, can you just help us with the paperwork? We've already got the buyer. Yeah, or we found the house or whatever. Let's um, let's back up and say, should you even like, is this even an option? Like, would you ever like, can you ever just do partial service? Mm -hmm. Monica, it's a good place to back up here. I can only speak from experience. I've done it once in 18 years and it turned out to be a lot more work than just writing the paperwork. It never is just writing the contract. Never. Mm -mm. And I almost fear this, like if we were to ask brokers all around, not just our brokers, but any broker, I think they would probably say, be very careful of that. Because once you're in that role, you're fiduciary responsibility, right? It's not a limited agreement. It's just a flat fee for a one action, right? Right. So you got to be clear about what the representation is like, but a lot of times in dual age, like if you did do a dual agency, it is then does become more transactional. That's like the whole point, right? True. I don't know. It's tough. I've done it a couple of times. I think at least twice, maybe three, four, I can't remember, but yeah, the first one I remember being like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> like it was just like, and yet you did it again. And again. then I learned, right. And I'm like, okay, then you ask more questions, right? Yeah. So it's like, who are the parties? How far along are you in the process? Here's where I've done it and where it works is if it's like a tenant landlord mm-hmm. situation, the tenant has been living there for years. 
they Got fully it. understand or have already gotten their inspection Got or they it. aren't, they've waived it. Yeah. That is when it works. And that's when I've done it since. Yes. Because it's not, it doesn't work if there's parties don't have a business relationship or they haven't done inspections. It's, do you think it's just mostly because people don't know what we really do? I think, yeah, well, they're just trying to save money, obviously. And they think that writing the contract That's is dumb. The they're trying part. to save money on this, but then they'll go out and buy a Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> right. Or Tesla. Like, because they can on. carry that around. They can't carry us around forever. Never so. about the money. It's never about the money. Be like, That's okay, what it's they're about doing. the money. You're driving a Lexus. You could be driving a Toyota. Okay, not yeah. about the money. But people are cheap. They're freaking cheap. They're cheap because they don't understand the value because they're not cheap when they understand the value. They won't be making their mortgage payments, but they'll, they'll have two twenties in the back and some spinner rims. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like a yeah. 80 inch screen TV back when they were expensive. I mean, they're cheap now. Yeah, now they're cheap. Yeah. Or like whatever. Right. So we're debating on, first of all, should you even do it? So I think Jen and I both stand in this, like be very, very careful and probably don't do it. Yeah. Is I, that where we are? I think that's where we're at. But if we do it. I'm kind of surprised because I thought like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah I'm right. I'm a no because it always ends up being more. And you do have a fiduciary responsibility and you should be paid for that. That's, no. that's what So what doing. if you did it as like a, like a first maybe a for sale by owner or where you only represented one party. And then it was like for whatever your fee normally is, because for us, we have a minimum fee on houses mm-hmm. that, okay. So we have a minimum fee, which is a flat commission of um, ours is $3,000, but I mean, you for you, to, for your group. Yeah. So like you would have to figure that out yeah. for yourself, but yeah. like somewhere between three and $5,000 is like minimum. So it's like, okay, well that's the minimum. And here's like the services we offer for that mm-hmm. it's under a certain price point. But then when it goes like above a certain price point, then we switch it to a percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, certainly you should have your standards and do that. I think this probably falls under the category of outside of standards when you're doing it. And so you're already blowing that standard if you're doing it for a thousand dollars or something, or are you saying, do it for your minimum standard. I'm not. saying if you're going to do it, do it for the minimum yeah. that you already have in place yeah, and ask sense. questions, right? Like, where are you in the process? Who are these people? Why are they coming to you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, are you just some random realtor that they're like, and it's like, okay, how much would an attorney cost in your state? Should the attorney just draw it up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's interesting. The the one that I did, the problem, and you're right to ask better questions. I didn't. And the guy, she said, I've got the buyer. Yeah, totally good. All we need is paperwork. This guy wants this house so bad, blah, blah, blah. Well, ends up that, yeah, we wrote it all up. I did all the work and then he couldn't get the loan. Yeah, right. But he had somebody that did want to buy it. So then we had to write it up. Like I ended up doing all of this work. And it's always um, convoluted because here's what happens. The the consumers don't understand our, they don't understand how it works. They don't understand the process Mm -hmm. of buying and selling a house. That's why they push back so much on this pre-approval. And they're like, well, I have a good credit score. Right. But you don't have the money. You're asking somebody else to give you money. Are mm-hmm. they going to lend it to you is what we need to know. Right. It's easy. Like, oh, this guy wants his house. He wants it so bad. Uh, okay. And I want to yeah. pony. 
Yeah. I'm not allowed to have a pony. No, you're not. I'm in the city. They won't let you just randomly have ponies. And I want it really, really bad. But right. like, I can't. So I'm going to jump through all the hoops to get the pony. I mean, no, you're in not. In the city. It's not allowed, right? So like That's you right. can want the house, but if you cannot get a loan and you do not have the cash, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think instead what we need is we need to be armed with the, the conversation, the language to have in that scenario. Okay. And we need to be able to convey our value and help them understand that, yeah, I get that you want to pay me a thousand dollars just to write the contract, but the the danger in selling your house does not lie within the contract. Right. The danger lies also, within navigating like everything. Small portion of what we actually do. That's right. That's right. I think if we got comfortable with what to say there, maybe we wouldn't have to do so that. Then, okay. So they come to you and they say, Hey, I want to pay. I already have the buyer. Da, 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 da. What is your, I always say like, what is your question to them? Like, what do you say? I say, Oh, tell me why you're trying to, I forget how I would say it depends on the conversation, but something like, uh, tell me more about that. Why are you trying to save money yeah. or, or what is so it? Like, you're trying I'm to assuming do here? you're asking that because you believe that this is like the end. Like you have the buyer, you're writing the contract and it's over. Is that, is that what you're thinking? So you're thinking, right. Hey, I can pay an attorney or I can pay a realtor. Right. Right. I'll be like, yeah. You'd be like, okay, well, have it's you, not. right. It's not, but you can't it's not the end. Like, it's the beginning. You can't be like, you're dumb. That's not it. Right. But you can be like, I say that. Don't say that, but you could be like, okay, have, do you have their lender information or, yeah. you know, like, or if I could, or I don't know, just ask me. I think that's, that's it. That's it is demonstrating to them through the questions, how it's really just the beginning of the process. Yes. And if I do this, you know, you're, you're, you're not protected. Right. Is that really what you want? Are you trying to save a couple thousand dollars on this massive sale? unprotected that's like unprotected sex uh oh you better be ready for the baby <laughs> where did that come from I think we need a break <laughs> let's do it <laughs> all right we'll take a break and when we come back monica will have her sanity back no i'm just kidding all right we'll hear a short word from our um, partners and when we return we'll have our final arguments I have always had a coach and sometimes even two or three at the same time. But a couple of months ago, I was feeling stuck. Like I felt unmotivated or burnt out or something. It just wasn't right. And I knew that I needed to find a coach. So I started my search. I went all over the internet. I went to all the Facebook groups. I asked all my friends who they used, And I finally found John Kitchens. And since working with him, I have gotten my mojo back. He holds me accountable. He keeps me focused. He drives results. And I am excited to announce that he's stepped up and partnered with us on this podcast. So if you're looking to get your mojo back, head over to coachkitchens.com, click on book a call and use code fight club to get a free business assessment. I want to tell you about Vulcan 7. Now, I know, I know you don't want a cold call, but I actually use Vulcan 7 for circle prospecting too. It's a great way to find sellers for your buyers and buyers for your sellers. And Monica's the one that showed me Vulcan 7 anyway, <laughs> and I love it. So I'm really excited that they've agreed to partner with us on our podcast. So if you want to do more deals, then you need Vulcan 7. Go to Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Merland for a $49 two-week trial of the system. And I guarantee you will never look back. All right. 
right, welcome back. Let's get back to the comedy show inside the ring and close out the final round. I don't know where that analogy came about unprotected sex, but it kind of is like that. Yeah, I mean, a baby's the least of your problems sometimes. Consequences are are permanent, you know? I mean, it's true, it's not good. All right. So Jen, I know we asked the question, what should you charge? We haven't really answered that. I think we've both think kind our of- answer is if you're going to do it and it's you've asked all the questions, it truly is like just the paperwork. You guys have all, all parties together have decided who you represent and it really is just the paperwork. Then I mm-hmm. say you would not go below your standard, your standard. I think that's it. I just had this that that real clear in my mind. And actually, this is helping me because this is how I'm going to go forward. I'm never going to do just the contract. I may decide to represent them fully, full fiduciary responsibility for an amount that I will take. Right. But I'm not going to say yes to a thousand dollars to write a contract. If I'm going to do it, it's a thousand dollars to represent you. And I just have to accept the fact that I got to do the work. Yeah. Right. You need to raise your standard. No, my standard is $3,000. We do not list house for less than that. So agreed. Um, because they also are going to have to sign the listing paperwork too. Right. Right. You want it to be in the, your ML, you want it to count for you too. That's so right. they have to agree to that. So right. yeah, I would walk them through the process. I wouldn't do it for less than your minimum, assuming that there are pieces of your pieces of your process that are taken away. But mm-hmm. I agree with you, Monica. I mean, the work starts after you find a buyer. I mean, you do have to market the property and there's a lot of work Mm -hmm. in that, but there's a majority of like the part of being a real estate agent where we're a psychologist is like after the contract. Always, always. And we have a reputation to uphold. That's all we have. And I don't ever want my reputation on any one single deal to be partial or she just did that. Like I, if I'm going to say yes, then I'm going to represent you. Exactly. Get it. Boom. I think that's it. That's, that's it. it. I hope that brought clarity to some <laughs> of you guys because it sure helped me. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to our Facebook page, Real Estate Fight Club Podcast, and let us know if you have a policy about this or yeah. what. I know we've got a tiebreaker too, right? So we do. We have a good tiebreaker on this too. Oh, sweet. Also, you can hit us up on Instagram. Boom, boom. What, what? And um, if you liked it, please share this episode. And if you have questions about why Monica and I moved to EXP, feel free to give me a call at 513-400-1691. Bye, Monica. See you next time. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, Candy Bowen. Hey, Candy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, great. (laughs) Good. Hey, thanks for being on. So you're the team leader for the Candy Bowen team at Realty Executives in Tucson, Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, but let's, um, here's your tiebreaker question. Okay. Yes. What should you charge if you're only doing the paperwork? And I guess like, would you even just like, would you even just do the paperwork? Okay. Um, little bit of double, double answers here. So it depends on how busy you are. If you're not very busy and you just need transactions to do and learn and things like that, I would do it. Um, it also would depend on if you know the person or not, are they giving you business? Have you done business with them in the past? I've done a buy and sell. And then the 
mom transferred the house into her dog's name okay. and I did that completely free because it was like a client I've had multiple times use me once, use me again and things like that. So it, it just really depends if it's somebody off the streets, like, Hey, can you do a transaction for me? It, it's still going to take almost as much time as if you were to go find a mouse and then do the paperwork part. So the paperwork portion of it, if I was going to give any discount, it would be my, my standard charges are uh, 3% for list side, 3% for buy side. Okay. So if I'm going to do represent one side or the other side, it would have to at least be 2% for one side and 4% for both sides. Okay. Gotcha. Do you ever do like a flat fee? If like, let's say that they, already knew each other they're like it's a tenant that's been living there right there's like no inspections or anything like that or do you still just charge do you still do a percentage again that would depend on if it's a client of mine or not i feel like if i was sorry about that i feel like if somebody just came up to me off the street and just asked me to do a transaction I don't know that I would put my name behind that. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the details. I don't know the house. I don't know anything like that. So I think that would be a hard sell for me. And I don't think I would charge just a flat commission. Now, if I decided to start doing that in volume, that's another thing because then you'd have like the systems and the processes to just send it through. Right. But yeah, so if it's a client or somebody who is um, potentially a friend of mine or something like that, I would say I would, I would do it for just the tenant buying the house, just paperwork. I would actually just tell them to go to title and just have the title company, but the title company can't really draw up the agreement though. They they're in, in my state, they have a for sale by owner type thing at the um, title oh, company. Oh, okay. Process the numbers through. So maybe that's the, the one thing I would push that person to. If it's somebody that I'm selling a house to, but they have another house and they're like, Hey, the tenant wants to buy it. Could you help me out? I'll be like, sure. And I just need to make enough money for it to support my admin and, and make it. Right. So you would, you just know like how much that stuff costs and you're like, here's the minimum. Mm-hmm. Like this is. But you have to understand we're still putting our name behind it. Right. We're still putting ourselves at risk. If something goes wrong, we're the ones yeah. in trouble. We hold the ENO insurance. Our broker yeah. is representing both sides. So regardless of what you think, as far as less work, more work, not being able to find a buyer, seller, whatever, that portion of it, finding a buyer or seller is only about, I would say 15% of what a transaction is. Yeah, if even, is. right? Most of it's yeah. all the other crap. That's the, yeah, the paperwork is the, is the, is the hard part. Like mm-hmm. the fun part is going out, looking, seeing all that stuff. The hard part is something goes wrong with title. And then we're right. up until seven o'clock at night trying to figure it out. All of that time is hours that I have to give to a transaction. Mm-hmm. So the, the answer for me, and I hope, I don't know if it's tiebreaker or not, but I would not <laughs> just do it for just somebody who walks up on the street says, Hey, I know you're a realtor. Would you, would you do it for a thousand bucks? I'd be like, I don't know what I'm walking into. Here. I, right. You know? Exactly. Like what's the scenario? Know. What are we? Yeah. Right. Are you selling the house for more, for less? Or should, am I going to get in trouble for not representing my client the best way because they're selling the house to their neighbor for a hundred grand less than it's worth? Right. Like all the different pieces and parts, but say it was a client of mine and I had some knowledge of their business or their home or something like that. I would, I would still charge 2%, like I said, for each yeah. side. Well, I like how you brought up some ideas to consider, right? Like what does it cost you to do what you're about to do? Like, and what does it cost you to 
be a realtor in general per transaction? What is the brokerage going to charge you? And I mean, you're doing the, they're also going to have to sign like a listing agreement stuff too. It's not just, or a buyer agreement. They're going to have to sign some agreement hiring you. Yeah. There's no realtor contract that just says, I'm not using you for your real estate. I'm using for your admin. That's they call that a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and they're much more expensive than I would be, even if you paid me, paid me for price. And so, sometimes maybe that's the case, right? It's like, okay, what you're dealing with here requires a lawyer. Like yeah. maybe it's, and it's, you're right. It does depend on the state, I think. Well, yeah. that's cool. That's some good perspective and some good things for people to like think about and consider as they're getting inundated with like potential requests to do something mm-hmm. special for individual clients. Yeah. If, um, where, where I see this the most is a for sale by owner reaching yeah. out to me because their transaction is going sideways and they did not use a realtor. Yeah. And now they would like a realtor Awkward. to accept it yeah. and help. And at that point, I'm like, I'm sorry, you probably need a real estate attorney. Right. If things like, are going sideways at this point, I'm not walking into something that. Oh my God. You know, I mean, I a nightmare. Up. There's yeah. tons of nightmares I've heard of. And, and, um, a lot of times people come to me after first sale by owner horror story and they're like, okay, didn't go through because something happened. And now we want to have proper representation. So, exactly. Yeah. You only have to bump your head once on that before you realize you only have to bump your head once on a lot of things in real estate to realize, but it's okay. It gets tough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if people have a referral for you in Tucson, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, most of the time, Instagram is actually the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, That's how we met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, my emails get inundated. My, um, my text message gets inundated. So usually I'm, I'm, uh, I look through it, but I'm on, I, I see it somehow faster on Instagram. I don't know if it's them or me, but, um, <laughs> well, it's not and quite then, inundated um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not quite inundated as much. Even Facebook <laughs> Messenger is insane. I I don't even like yeah. to go in there. I'm like ah, yeah. too many stuff. And then um, of course my cell phone is five two zero four eight eight four nine four zero, and I you can always call me. Okay, and on Instagram, you're uh, at Candy Bone Realtor. Easy enough. All right. Hey, thanks, Candy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.